Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I'm Misha, an organizational psychologist, and I'll be taking you down a path towards achieving professional success while still having fun. For over a decade, I have been guiding individuals and organizations through professional transitions. The goal is to help you, your business, or organization create a successful, engaging atmosphere without sacrificing a positive culture. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. And of course, I am Misha. And thank you so much for listening. Again, this show is all about your professional and leadership development, everything you need to know about communication, um, personal productivity, leading without authority, emotional intelligence, and so much more. And in fact, if you've been listening for a while, one of the things that you'll notice about this show is I kind of look at leadership and professional development in two different veins. Um, and both of them are necessary for us to become better leaders and managers and, and just better individuals at work. And so one of those, for example, then, is usually is, is our own development, understanding our own, for example, emotional intelligence and what that means, becoming more mindful, understanding you know, how we can grow as an individual. And then the other aspect of it is just having tools. Sometimes we just it's nice to have tools that help us get through and become more productive or to be able to communicate with or to use when we're in conflict. So the show is a combination of the both. Some, as you'll notice, some shows are more on our personal product, our personal development side, and other shows will be more on the tools. And so today's show, I am going to be focusing on some of the oldie but goodie leadership and professional development tools, some fun stuff. Um, but before I get into that, I want to say hello to Benny. How are you, Benny? Hi, doing well, Misha. Pleasure to have you back as always. Thank you, Benny. Sure. And so if, um, if, again, all of these shows are recorded, and so as I go into some of these tools today, um, you're welcome to go to my website and always you can find these tools on my website. The tools that I'm going to be sharing today as well are such oldies and goodies. You can Google them and get all kinds of more information on it. Um, but again, use my my website as a resource. So all of these recordings, all of these shows are recorded and then downloaded as a podcast. You can listen to them at your own convenience, on your own schedule. You can get the podcast from some of the major, I guess they call them stations. Actually, it'd be more like channels. Let's channels. Go with channels. I think okay. that's, that's the proper that's word. That's the right, right sure. word. I'm still kind of new in that. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> All right, so the channels you could go to would be um, Stitchers and mm-hmm. iTunes and so forth, and you can find those podcasts there. Um, but also use my, my website as a resource. It's MishaRouser.com. All of these shows are downloaded there. You can also then, if you want to listen live to one of the shows, and you don't have to be in the Seattle area, if you'd like to listen live to a show and actually call in and ask questions, you can also link to that through my website and stream everything through the Internet. So anyway, use the website as a resource, and then we are going to go ahead and get into then today's topic. So the oldie but goodie tools. Where where this I'm going to where I came up with this idea is as I've been teaching, and I get in front of a lot of people, as you know, in, in a lot of different industries, and I still find it amazing how so many people don't know about some of these fabulous tools that have been around for so long. And these tools, the thing that's nice about them, too, is they have stood the test of time. They are still being used because they work. The other thing I like about these tools is they're simple. If you've been listening to a lot of my podcasts, you're going to learn I like to keep things simple, (laughs) you know, especially when I'm out there 
and doing my job, I don't need a hundred million things to try to remember. And so I like simple tools. And that's why these made my list of the oldie but goodie tools. Okay, so let's do the first one. The first one is what's called a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. Again, some of you may have heard of this. I'm actually a little surprised how many people have not. And so if you haven't, you're going to love this. If you have heard of this, hey, let's see how you're using it. And let's talk about different ways that you can use this tool. The tool is originally designed to be able to help um, groups be able to work through decisions and to put together, especially I've seen it used a lot, when trying to create um, maybe like who are we, what are some of the issues that we're dealing with, um, how do we work through those issues. This tool is also a wonderful one just to use on your own. If you're struggling yourself with trying to make a decision on something, do a SWOT analysis. So what SWOT stands for? S-W-O-T. The S are the strengths. Ideally, the way the tool was originally created is that you are looking at those things internally within an organization that would affect the decision. Um, I'm going to think about this in different terms where I've seen a lot of SWOT analysis have happened is creating like a mission statement. You know, who are we? What are our strengths? Um, so that's a great way to look at a SWOT analysis. I've also seen a lot of people use this one when, um, let's say, a decision you're trying to figure out something as simple like, do we create a parking garage? Um, so, again, looking at the strengths, okay, well, what are some of the, the internal strengths that we have that we could do this? Oh, well, you know, we have some great, you know, connections with contractors and, and engineers in-house who could help us create the parking garage. Okay, great. That's a strength. So S stands for your strengths. Then the W stands for the weaknesses. And again, the way the tool was originally created was to also ideally look internally into the organization. So what are our weaknesses? Okay, well, maybe since we, we may have the ability to engineer this parking garage, but we don't have the ability to be able to construct it ourselves and what's the cost going to be and so forth. So anyway, so W is going to be your weaknesses. The O are the opportunities. So now we start to look externally. What other opportunities are there? Um, so let's say, for example, we're looking at the opportunity of creating a parking garage. This also, sometimes going through this analysis, can break open new perceptions and new ways of looking at things that maybe you didn't look at. So maybe while you're brainstorming opportunities, you start to think about, okay, well, wait a second. What's our main issue here? Our main issue is you know, having enough um, parking for our organization as we grow. And so we've been thinking about a parking garage, but what other opportunities are there? Maybe we could create a program that, you know, maybe ride sharing or carpooling and so forth that we could instill and help support. And so you're looking at other opportunities. Um, This also being, oh, thinking about looking externally. Another example could be, do we have public transportation that we could encourage others to use? Okay, and then the last part of the SWAT is T, the threats. So when we're looking at the threats, again, ideally that one is also looking externally. So what kind of threats could there be, for example, like uh, making the parking garage of, okay, what are the city requirements, you know, and, and what are some other policies and do we even have space for it and so forth. So again, a SWOT analysis, really great basic tool. Um, one, like I said, I, I don't, a lot of people don't know about. And if you don't, I would highly recommend start playing with it either for yourself, for your team, for your organization, a great tool. Um, One more aspect I'm going to add on to the SWOT analysis 
is what a lot of people will sometimes use too, especially if they're looking at organizations and um, a, a decision that they're trying to make for the organization is using a pest analysis. So for example, when I was explaining SWOT and ideally um, the strengths and weaknesses are what you're looking at internally and then the opportunity and threats are what you're looking at externally of the organization, a pest analysis can also be used when looking at those opportunities, those external opportunities and threats. And so what PEST stands for is um, the political climate is the P, the economic climate is the C, I'm sorry, the E, social is the S, and T is technology. So by combining sometimes the PEST analysis, when you're doing these types of of, um, of, of models to work through decisions, sometimes the PEST analysis can also really help open up additional perspectives that you might not have been looking at. So again, both of these tools, fabulous tools to be able to use as a facilitator with your group and so forth and just start working through them. All right, so that was our PEST and SWOT analysis. Okay, so what we're going to get into next then is going to be, this is another, everybody's going to probably roll their eyes who knows this, but I'm sorry, this one is a great tool and it works. And it is around creating goals. And so, of course, SMART goals. Now, a lot of you hopefully have heard about this, but the reason I'm bringing it up is really it is amazing how many people have not heard about SMART goals. So I wanted to go over those real quickly. And by the way, too, on all of these tools, one of the reasons, like I said, I love them is they're simple. So what I like about them being simple is then you can also very easily customize them to fit your needs. So the same thing about SMART goals. So SMART goals, again, it's an acronym. S stands for specific. So again, I'm not going to go into all the details because um, a lot of you may have heard about this, but I am going to want to go into some, some things that I have found, though, that can help make these SMART goals even more effective. So one is, is S, a specific. Is this something that is you know defined very clearly? Not just I want to lose weight, but specific how much weight do you want to lose? Then measurable. How are you going to measure your success in this? How are you going to measure your progress? A, is it attainable and achievable? Again, we always use the weight, the losing weight analogy, but that's because it's, it, it's something that we can all relate to. So, for example, if we're going to say we want to lose 30 pounds in a week, that's probably not achievable. Okay, So we need to make sure that what, what we are putting down, if it may be a pound or two pounds, that works. Then R, is it relevant? And so is it really something that is going to have an impact and help you get to where you're wanting to go? And then T is the timeliness of it. Okay, so in other words, the objective should include um, a time limit that, you know, what you're going to accomplish by when. So I'm going to lose two pounds by the end of the week, something like that. Okay, so that are those are your SMART goals. We're going to take a quick break here. When I come back, I'm going to give you a little more details about how you can really use SMART goals to really nail down some new habits and and to obtain those goals. So again, you're listening to the Misha Rouser Show here on KKNW, and we'll be back right after this break. Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. 
Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. Hello, my name is Marie Manucheri. I'm an energy intuitive author and host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet. During the show, I answer callers' questions, intuitively, of course, and provide invaluable guidance. I also interview others who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. Tune in on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 1150 a.m. in Seattle or live wherever you are at energyintuitive.com. So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. 1150kknw.com. It's why they invented the Internet. We think. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Misha Rouser Show, and I am Misha. And again, we are talking about leadership and professional development. And our topic today is we're going over the oldie but goodies, some tools, some great leadership and management tools that are personally my favorites, um, just because they're so simple. And the reason I'm bringing them up is because, again, these are tools that have stood the test of time. They have been proven to work. There's been other variations of them over time, but for the most part, they stay the same. So the last tool that we left off on was the SMART goals. Now, here is where I see, though, that when we create SMART goals where they aren't effective is when we're not being specific enough. So, for example, um, when you are creating a goal, let's say um, I'll use one um, one of the, a, a real common one that I try to get a lot of my clients to do is to start getting in the habit of sitting down in the beginning of the day and really get clear on what are they doing that day. So they'll go through their to-do list or whatever they have and then think about, okay, what am I doing today? When am I doing what I'm doing? Put it in my calendar so you can kind of visually see your day. By the way, it's a great tool if you're not doing that. Okay, now when I'm working with my clients, though, the biggest challenge is they – so they'll commit to it, and they're like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll do that every morning. And they do it for the first few days maybe, and then they don't stay with it. 
And so what research has shown is when we are creating goals, we really need to get very clear on where what those are. So, for example, then with my clients, when they say, yep, I'm going to do that every morning. I'm going to sit down and, you know, intentionally plan out my day. Okay, great. But I don't leave it there. Then I'm going to start drilling down a little bit more and say, okay, when are you going to do that? And they'll say, first thing in the morning. I'm like, okay. When exactly would that be? Is that like before you brush your teeth? What does first thing mean? And so I'll make them talk through it. And they're like, oh, okay, no, you know, I'll brush my teeth. And I'll do it when I'm having my coffee. Okay, that, that's great. And so where are you having your coffee? Um, okay, so when I first get in the office, I get my coffee. And I'm going to go to my desk and I will do it at my desk. Okay, great. Are you checking your emails first? And so the whole purpose of talking them through this is because now when you get to the point of saying, no, I'm not checking my emails, I'm sitting down at the desk, I'm looking at my intentions for the day. They are then seeing themselves do that in their head, and the likelihood of them doing that has increased significantly versus them just saying, yep, I'll do it every morning. Okay, so that's, again, one of those little tips of how you can create better SMART goals is try to get down, once you've created your small, SMART goal, really see how you're going to do that. Okay, so that was one of the other tips and tools. Okay, now here's one that you may not have heard, and this is one of my absolute most favorite tools. I might have shared this once before, but if I do, that's okay because it's such a fabulous tool. I call this my Swiss Army knife. You can use this tool for so many different things. And so time-wise, I hope I can get into a nice detailed description for you, but I'll be able to give you at least enough information so that you can play with this. So this one is another acronym. It's called FIRR, F-I-R-R. So FIRR stands for Facts, Impact, Reason, and Request. So again, let's explain where you use this tool. You can use it for almost any type of communication. The best way I have found that people really like this tool is when you're getting into maybe a little more sensitive or having to do like some disciplinary things or, you know, trying to share with somebody that you don't want them to do something or you want them to do something. Like I said, it's the Swiss Army Knife. It's fabulous. So the first aspect of it is the F, fact. So let's say, for example, that you are, um, let's say you have a, you work on deliver, with delivery trucks and your job as the manager is to make sure you're like Amazon. Okay, we'll go for Amazon. Even those Amazon people out there. Your job is to make sure those trucks are loaded and your delivery guys show up and off they go to drive the truck. And you have, have a newer employee, been there for a couple of months, and they've been late a couple times in the last month. And you're trying to figure out how to deal with this. Use fur. Okay, so how this works. F, you're going to focus on the facts. So, again, you're not making this a personal attack when you're talking to the person. You're trying to keep it non-personal as much as possible. So you're just focusing on the facts and the behavior. So the facts are, let's say, you know, John, I noticed this is the second time you've been late this month. Okay? Easy. It wasn't, John, you're always late. Okay? It's like, John, notice this is the second time you've been late this month. Okay, the impact. I is the impact. Now, the impact is where the Swiss Army knife starts to come in. Because the impact could be either the impact on you, the impact on them, the impact on the, the team, the impact on the organization, on the client, on whatever. Um, you may even want to share multiple impacts to really make your point. So again, Swiss Army knife. So in this case, I could say that, you know, for the impact, I say, so John, fact. You know, let's notice this is the second time that you've been late to work. When you are late... I don't know if you're coming in or not. So I don't know if I have to redistribute your load to the other drivers. So in the meantime, all of us then are late getting out. Okay? 
Such a great impact. There you go. Then the next part is the reason. Now, I also like to think about this as being respect. Again, you want to show some respect and remind yourself to use respect whenever you're getting into the reason. So in this case, it may be as simple just of asking, I think I, did I use John? I think I used John. Okay, Benny nodded. Yes, you did. (laughs) Okay, so in this case, I could say, you know, just, hey, John, what's up? You know, what's been going on? Um, And John may come back and say, oh, you know, traffic and blah, blah, blah. And again, he's relatively newer. He seems to be a really good guy. But I'm kind of wondering, you know, is this going to be a pattern? What's going on? But okay, fine. That's traffic. So then I can go into my request. All right, John, I understand this traffic. Well, then you you just are going to need to make sure you get up on time because I can't have you be late. I need you to be here on time. If this ever happens again, and hopefully it will not, if this ever happens again, I need you to call me and let me know so that at least I can get the drivers out. Okay, great. So then John leaves. Great little tool. So that was fur. Now, let me show you really quickly, too, how now, like I said, Swiss Army knife. Let's say again, um, let's say John is um, three weeks or so go by. John's late again. Okay, so now you're thinking, oh, great. Okay, so you go back into the facts or fur. So number one facts. So John, this is the third time you've been late. And the last time that we talked, you said you would call if you were going to be late. I didn't know what was going on. The impact was, again, I, all the drivers were late getting out. We didn't know what was happening. And then when you go into your reason, this time I may not ask him what's up. I still want to show him respect. But I may want to say, I know, in, you know the last time you talked to me, the reason you were saying you were late was because of traffic. What's going on? Okay, so I still want to show him respect and give him an opportunity to engage here. And then, because who knows, maybe he'll say, oh, yeah, you know, when I came out, came, you know, came in this morning, there was a big spill out on the dock. I'm so sorry. I was helping them clean it up, blah, blah, blah. Um, or it could be, oh, you know, traffic. And, all right. So however he re- answers, then you can go into, again, your request. So you with your request, well, John, I really need you to be here on time, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now I'm going to give you one more quick little thing on this. In some cases, the fur needs to become a fur C. I think of it as F-I-R-R dash C. C stands for either the consequences or the commitment. And so this is where you can start using fur C in much more serious situations. So, John, again, after I went through the whole thing, now I'm going to go into the, the consequences and the commitment. John, if you are late again, I'm going to have to write you up. Do I have your commitment that you will be here on time for work? Easy as that. Okay, this is a good one. This is not an oldie but goodie, but it adds to fur C. So commitment. Here's the thing about asking for a commitment. And by the way, if any of you have teenage children, this works beautifully with them too. So a lot of times we think we have the commitment because we ask, you know, hey, you know, can you do this for me? Sure. And then two days later, they never did it. And you're like, oh, I thought you were going to do that. You thought you had a commitment. They said yes. No, that's not a commitment. So here's what research has shown about when you really need to get a commitment from somebody. There's three things you need to do. Number one, you need to have them looking you in the eye. Number two, then you need to say their name. And by the way, we all naturally knew this. Think about it. When you, if you have children and you were really mad at one of your children, you're trying to you know, tell them what they did or something, a lot of times we'll say, hey, look at me, look at me. And then as soon as they're looking at you, you say their real name. And then you tell them, I don't want you doing that or whatever, right? So we've already known this. But research has shown to really get the commitment, one, you got it. They need to be looking at you. So you may need to say their name. John, John. Oh, John's now looking at me. 
then say their name again when they're looking at you. What that does is in their brain, it triggers something where their brain's like, hey, hold on a second. Something important's about to happen. And then they're really starting to pay attention. Then you ask for the commitment. And when you get them at that level, then usually they will start to think through that. So, for example, let's go back to the scenario of John. And this is the second time or third time he's been late. And you're like, okay, John, I really, I'm going to have to write you up if, you know, you, you show up late, if, if you're late again. Now, asking the commitment, I'm saying, John, make sure he's looking me in the eye. So when he is, I'll say, John, do I have your commitment? And you will be here on time. And by doing those first two things of having him look you in the eye and saying his name, now his brain more than likely is going to go to, okay, shoot, all right. I really got to figure this out. Either And either one, they're going to say, you know what? You're right. I don't want to lose my job. And they're making the commitment to themselves then, yes, I'm going to get here on time. Or what's even greater is then if they think about it and they're like, mm, God, I'm going to get really get in trouble, then they will probably come back and say, okay, here's really what's going on. I'm having some issues with daycare and blah, blah, blah. Great. Now we got to the real situation. So sometimes adding that seat to the, to the first seat can really make a difference. Okay, so these were some of my favorite oldie but goodie leadership tools. I hope you found them helpful. Um, of course, I will probably have some other shows that talk about some others, but those are my favorites. So again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to The Misha Show, coaching you towards success. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Misha Rouser Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Join Misha every week, Tuesdays, 9.30 to 10 a.m., as she takes you down a path toward achieving professional success while still having fun. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues. Misha helps people and organizations be successful, all while staying on a positive path. Tune in next week for the Misha Rouser Show.